to shelter your business profits from tax? Hey everyone, Adam Bergman here, tax attorney, founder of Irie Financial. Welcome to another episode of Adam Talks. On today's episode, two, yeah, two strategies where you can shelter profits from your business or a business you are involved in tax-free. And guess what? It has to do with a Roth IRA. Surprised? Probably not, right? Because that's what I do. I find ways to use your retirement funds to generate tax advantageous solutions for you, for your investments, and ultimately for your business. So there are two scenarios. The first covers a situation where you'll own less than 50% of the business. And the second scenario is where you're going to own more than 50% of the business and be involved. So the first scenario involves a Roth IRA and essentially follows the Peter Thiel model. And the Peter Thiel model is pretty simple. Um, there's two factors to consider. Number one, uh, before I do that, who's Peter Thiel? Well, he's a billionaire that was probably the smartest Roth IRA investor. He is reportedly has a billion plus Roth IRA. And actually, you know, someone I know helped him set up his first Roth IRA uh, and kind of educated him in the late 90s about the power of the Roth IRA. Um, you know, someone that I used to compete with, someone who's, uh, you know, very smart, great man, and um, kind of helped him along this way. So Peter Thiel founded PayPal. Uh, he was one of the first investors in Facebook. And he's used this Roth IRA to make both those investments along with other um, very successful businesses, investments into Palantir and other types of companies. But what he did essentially is he took his Roth IRA, invested it into a startup that had very, very low, low value, like 0.0001 cent a share. Why it was a startup, it had no intrinsic value, no accounts, no inventory, nothing, no goodwill, just a shell of a company with an idea. And he paid fair value, the same value as any other investor would at that time or any other founder. And on top of that, what he did, what characteristic was relevant to his situation is he owned less than 50% of that business. Because the PayPal was, was much less. So he used like 2,500 bucks in a Roth IRA, literally, to buy millions of shares of PayPal, which turned into about $27 million or so tax-free. And then when he made his first investment in Facebook for just $500,000, he used a Roth IRA. Clearly, he was going to own a very small percentage of it. And he turned that into like 300 and something million tax-free. And then he was off to the races. So the first model is you're investing in a startup. Maybe you're going to have some involvement. You can be you know, on the board, an executive, an employee. You're going to own less than 50%. Um, the, you're going to have to pay the same value as everyone else at that point. Okay, so if you're coming in at an early stage with other founders, you'd pay a penny a share, a dollar a share, whatever the value is, so long as everyone pays the same amount, and you need to stay under 50%. Why? Because the primitive transaction rules under 49.75 do not allow your IRA to invest in a business where you personally uh, will own more than 50% in conjunction with all other lineal descendants, so parents, children. Spouse, daughter-in-law, son-in-law. So there's attribution, meaning if you own 30%, your wife owns 30%. Now you're at 60, and now your IRA can invest in that type of Peter Thiel scenario. So you got to be under 50% along with all disqualified people, lineal descendants, or entities you control. So 
typical situation meaning four people are starting a company. We're going to own 20% each. I'm going to take half of that 20%, 10%, put in a Roth, the rest put it personal funds. I'm going to pay the same amount, a dollar a share for my shares. So I invest whatever, 2,000 bucks, 20,000 bucks, whatever the buy-in is. And I split it between my Roth and me personally. Now, what's the value of the Roth? And I probably should have started with this is, so long as you're over 59 and a half and the Roth's been open at least five years, everything you pull out is tax-free. Okay, no ordinary income tax, no capital gains tax, nothing, tax-free. So that's obviously super tax advantageous, right? Not all startups work. Clearly there's a high failure rate. So that's something you got to understand. If you put five grand or 10 grand in your Roth IRA, there's a chance you lose it, right? But if you do hit a home run and your business goes really well, then you can shelter um, the income from tax. So let's stay on that first Peter Thiel model. It works best in a corporation. Why? Because if your Roth IRA invests in an LLC, okay, let's say it's five partners, 20% each, and you know, you're going to be the CTO or CFO, and that's fine. You can do it. You're under 50%. However, if the business generates more than $1,000 in business income, there's a tax known as UBIT, unrelated business income tax, that would apply and implicate a 37% tax on business income allocated to the IRA in excess of 15 or so thousand bucks. So you're getting the Roth benefit, meaning the money after that tax will go to the Roth tax-free, but still, you're still paying pretty hefty 37% tax. Now, if you set up a C-Corp, you can reduce that UBIT tax to 21%, okay? So if you invest in PayPal startup or XYZ startup and you set up a C-Corp, let's say the C-Corp makes $100, it's gonna pay $21 to the federal government, depending on the state, there may be a small state tax. And then whatever's left over, it could be sent as a tax-free dividend back to the Roth IRA. So you only have one layer of tax at a low rate, 21%, versus the UBIT tax rate of 37%. And now the money's in the IRA and then you can reinvest it, do some other deals, buy stocks, real estate, cryptos, gold, whatever you want. But what you're doing is sheltering all the profits, right? Because hundred bucks, you pay Uncle Sam 21 bucks. You're left with 79 bucks. Instead of paying tax on that going forward and reinvesting it, you can dump it into the Roth IRA as the owner by way of a dividend tax-free. And then the Roth IRA can invest it. And that money is now sheltered from tax going forward. Once you're 59 and a half, the Roth's been open more than five years, it's all tax-free. So that's the Peter Thiel model. It works if you're going to own less than 50%. What happens if you want to own more than 50%? That model's not going to work because you're going to trigger the prohibited transaction rules under Internal Revenue Code Section 4975, and um, it's not going to happen for you. So the second model is known as ROBS, Rollover Business Startup Solution. It takes advantage of a an exception in the tax code. Under 4975D13, that allows a 401k to buy, excuse me, allows, yeah, a 401k to buy stock in the adopting employer. So it allows a 401k to buy corporate stock. So just like if you worked at McDonald's, you would be able to use your 401k to buy stock in the McDonald's corporation. Same strategy. You set up Nuco. Nuco is going to be an exciting new AI technology company. You um, put $100,000 rollover into your new 401k plan, which is adopted by Nuco. The 401k takes the hundred grand, sells, contributes it um, to the company in return for stock. So the 401k, let's say, owns you know, 80%, 90% of the company. And the company that takes that money buys 
computers, equipment, servers, whatever, chips, whatever it's going to do. And then any profits, corporation pays 21%. And then whatever's left, you can dividend back tax-free to the Roth 401k. And then the Roth 401k can continue to grow as those investments will be sheltered from tax. What the ROBS does is it lets you, number one, get involved, use your retirement money in a business you'll control owe more than 50%. You can earn a salary from that business where um, you're going to control it. So it, the 4975D are the exceptions to the prohibited transaction rules under 4975C. So you're probably saying, well, that sounds too good to be true. How is that possible? Well, there's a specific exemption under 4975D13 that allows this to occur. Whereas in the first Peter Thiel model, there's no exception. So you got to be under the 50%. Make sure, of course, you're paying fair value for the stock. Um, this was all examined in 2014 by the IRS, or I should say the Government Accountability Office report. And they looked at this issue. It was really the Peter Thiel model. And they basically concluded as follows. Hard, we can't really attack it. If fair value is being paid, they're going to own less than 50%. There's a three-year statute of limitation, which doesn't give us a lot of time to figure this out because generally the gains from these companies doesn't happen for at least three, four, five, 10 years, right? These companies that mature and um, eventually gain in value. So by the time they realized what's going on, the statute limitation ran, meaning they can't attack the transaction anymore. So when you add all that together, um, the IRS is basically throwing their hands up saying, hey, uh, we're not sure what we can do. Number one, it's legal. Number two, even if we have issues with it, uh, we're going to run out of time because of the statute of limitations. So the Peter Thiel model works great. It's cheap to do with a Roth IRA. It's easy to set up. You don't need a lot of money if it's a startup, but you got to be under the 50% threshold. And it works best when the company is literally off the ground, like just started up because you can buy the shares for pennies. Much harder when it's a more mature company because you're going to need more money in a Roth. Um, clearly, because there'll be value, intrinsic value to that business. If you need to own more than 50%, uh, it's just the way it's going to be. You don't really have a lot of good partners and you kind of got to go in on your own. That's cool. The Thiel model is not going to work. So you're going to have to do the ROBS, meaning you're going to have to set up a corp, and which is okay because we'll block the UBIT, but you're also going to have to set up a 401k, a uh, Roth 401k versus a Roth IRA, which is not an issue, right? The only difference is, is if you have employees, you'll have to offer your employees 401k benefits, which I personally think is a good thing. And there's higher administration costs, you know, with 1500 bucks a year versus a Roth IRA, it's like four or 500 bucks. So it's a little bit um, higher cost, but you can earn a salary and own more than 50% of that business with a Roth, which for some entrepreneurs is super, super exciting. Because again, yes, you do have to pay the 21% corporate tax. I can't get you around that, but all the retained earnings, everything after the tax has been paid can be sheltered into a Roth 401k or IRA tax-free. And then you can reinvest those funds into different investments in the Roth and never pay tax. So it's really an unbelievable tax strategy. It's just really best employed when you do it in the beginning. It's much harder. It's going to be more costly if you do it after the company's worth a million bucks or 10 million bucks, because you're going to need to have enough money in your Roth or at least converted enough money to Roth to be able to buy those shares, which most of us can't do. So this is much easier to do at a startup. It's obviously low risk because again, if you're only putting in five grand, the most you can lose is five grand, right? And if you do get caught on an IRS prohibited transaction, 
you know, the most they're going to catch you and get you is for, for that five grand because that's the amount that was invested. It's not the fair value on the time to catch you. They got three years. It's it's the value when the investment was made. So super low risk. Um, the upside is enormous. You can shelter all the profits. Um, and again, a lot of smart people are doing this. It's not just Peter Thiel's. He's the most famous. Uh, lots. I've, I've helped thousands of people do this. There should be millions, honestly. Any entrepreneur should be at least putting some of their um, business stock into a Roth IRA. Just need to remember the two models. If you're under 50%, you can do the Roth IRA. If you're over 50%, you do the ROBS. Um, it's kind of all you need to know. We handle all the rest. We'll take care of all the administration, the IRA or the 401k. Do the setup, do everything. So it's something to consider. Um, I can promise you most people when they hear about this are generally like, oh my God, I wish I did this uh, when I was setting up my business. So hopefully now you know, you're listening or watching this on YouTube and you're like, oh my God, I get it. Hey, I'm thinking about starting a business or if I do start a business down the road, think Roth. Uh, it may not work for you and that's cool, uh, but at least consider it because you could potentially shelter all your profits from tax, which uh, when you're going to sell your business in the future, um, you'll thank me, I promise. Um, so that's my thing. Um, just wanted to kind of talk about this. I've done some blogs and I'm pretty sure I've done some videos and podcasts on similar topics, but I, I wanted to break it down with the under 50% field model Roth IRA, over 50% Rob model, because I think there's some confusion as to what model works best for what person. And it's really the ownership level is what, is the determining factor because once you're over the 50%, the IRA is not gonna work um, just under the prohibitive transaction rules. Although the exception for the ROBS under 4975D13 will let you um, engage in, in, in this type of transaction just with a 401k and a corp versus an IRA or Roth IRA and a corp. So that's it for today. I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. I hope you learned something. Just again, it's all about issue spotting. It may not be, an, interesting to you today, but hopefully it'll resonate and you'll remember it and go back in a year, two years, three years. But like, I remember when that guy said about sheltering profits from Roth, let me go find his podcast uh, or go search it on YouTube because all these podcasts are available on YouTube. And then you can rewatch the video and uh, hopefully you'll pick up a few things. And if I can save you tax, that's what I love to do. Um, it's all about using the tax code to our advantage. It's there. You just got to know the rules. I'm not talking about doing anything that's not permitted under the code. Uh, just knowledge is power. And most people don't understand the rules, especially involving retirement funds and taxation. And that's been my passion is to help democratize this and, and explain and teach everyone that these rules aren't that complicated. Uh, the retirement system literally rigged in our favor. Uh, Democrats, Republicans, whatever the case may be, they've actually done built a really, really good system that helps all of us. The problem is most of us don't know how to use it and don't understand the rules. But once you understand how the rules work, wow, you can really do some magical things and, and really shelter a lot, a lot of gains and income from tax. So there you go. Um, hope you enjoyed today's podcast. Um, and that's it. Take care. Have a great day. And I'll see everyone again uh, next week. Ciao.